I have these friends, Dan and Sheila. I actually they're podcast hosts. Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And we are here for our second last episode about Cracker Ever. And I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat. And I, I hope you can answer it. All right. <clears throat> what the hell was that? <laughs> like, you, you watched the same two episodes I did, right? Just end the episode now. <laughs> kind of. What the hell did we just watch? I told you I got up late this morning. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching this and going, I think I need to pay, play some Candy Crush yeah. while I'm watching. Like the. It's, it's it's insane. Like, this is so poorly thought through, so poorly assembled. It's just, it's gibberish. Like, I could not believe what I was watching. And that's not something I say that often. <laughs> it happens every now and then, and it did with Criminal Minds. It did every now and then, but not, not like generally, not like this. Oh, this, this was like, because... I can I can count on like one hand the amount of criminal uh minds episodes where I get to the end of it and I'm like I have no idea what just happened. Whereas <gasps> this episode like, well, I so it. wrong headed in every way. <laughs> okay, say that again. I missed you. And in every single solitary way. Yeah. Every the part of it. Judith, the Fitzjudith stuff was nuts. Her son involvement was nuts. And then this whole business with Tyler was nuts. And yeah. then these cops. And then I'm going, they hired another black cop to go um, tell the wife. Yeah. That, that her, and I thought, oh, okay. So are we talking about money issues again? Because we didn't see what's his face. Um, until later, you yeah. know, so I'm going, or did what's his face have a beard and we just didn't recognize him? <laughs> and then he shaved it off again. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Like, this <laughs> episode is so bizarre. Bizarre episode. It's somehow or another. Everybody's assuming that because. I assume that what's happening now I'm trying to figure out okay what is happening it they are assuming that because Tyler called off her wedding it's because she's still um enamored of Fitz and um then Fitz is enamored of her still and obsessed by her except that he's trying to make his marriage work and he seems to be working on his marriage that's what we've had up to now and he said he was going to stop um becoming a cop and then there's the threats to fire him yeah and then the new guy doesn't like him yeah. um okay uh do, um where is this going where is uh, this coming from like <laughs> it's it's just such it's it's hard to wrap your head around how incoherent this episode is and and they want us to 
that they want it to be a surprise, like Fitz sitting and watching uh, uh, Tyler um, at this guy's house, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, yes, and they want that to be sort of his obsession with her. Well, I'm not sure that that's, you know, like, I that's what they want us to think, and I'm going... But no, he's concerned because this guy for sure is dangerous. And we know this guy killed his partner. Yeah. We like, saw we it. We know right that for a fact. Yeah, we watched him kill his partner. Well, in he the was back. he was uh he was, you know, helping kill the partner. Like he was he was standing by while the killer killed his partner. Yeah, because he told his he told his partner to turn around. Yeah, exactly. He and he knew that his partner would be shot. So um, he killed yeah. his partner as yeah, far no, as no. he but he was part of the killing team, is the Yes, he was part of the killing team. Yeah, he was. And 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 that doesn't even sort of come into this by the end of it. It's like and then he finally says, No, no, um my my sister this is my sister, and my sister is obsessed with me because well, my sister has always been obsessed with me. Well, no, she went off to this school so she could get away from me because when I was 12 years old, I raped her, basically. Yeah. But he didn't say that. But why didn't he say that? Because if that's what he's confessing. Yeah. And Fitz is... Well, that's the speech she gives. Yeah. And then, like... and Okay, so... No, no, no. They're all talking about how... No, she's talking about how he won't have sex with her. Yeah, but she, no, but she gives a whole, she does a whole speech while she's in the hospital about how magical the first time they were together was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. That's what I, I'm saying. Yes. Oh, you mean the, the, the yeah, wife, yeah. the sister. The sister, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, she does this oh, whole yeah, extended the, speech. No, that's not a hospital. St. Mary's is, is the boarding school. I know, I think of it as a hospital because of the fact that that's yes. clearly an old hospital. That yes, does yes. not look like a boarding school. Yeah, <laughs> they clearly film this in an old hospital. And I keep yes, calling but it the hospital. But that will confuse our listeners. No, they will. They will. And, it's uh, like, and this episode is confusing enough. No, that's the old boarding school. Yeah, it's the old boarding school where she went. Yes. Yes. And she gives that whole thing about how magical the first time was. Yeah. So her older brother, and then and then he doesn't want to have anything to do with her, or he is, from her perspective, he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. Yeah. From his perspective, he was he tells us he kept chasing her, and she went to boarding school to get away from him. Yeah. And she wouldn't have had a decision on going to boarding school, so I'm assuming the parents must have thought there was something a little weird and sent her off to boarding school. Oh, I yeah, don't absolutely. know. I don't know. And then. Fitz, Fitz watching her for two hours outside the house because he knows this guy is dangerous. Yeah. And nobody's let him into the fact that, that she's putting on a performance. Well, but I mean, why is this? Why, okay. I mean, why is putting on this performance like and going on That's dates with the accused? Like, why is this the way they've planned to get this guy? This isn't a good plan. This is an absurd plan. A completely absurd like it because and i can't and it it, okay okay so three women have been killed this is the important part so we gotta <laughs> we gotta at least attempt to address the plot of this episode okay uh two women and now a third have been killed and she doesn't actually shoot the cop she clonks him over the head and then slashes his throat the way she's killed the other two that's how they can be sure it's all the same killer 
Okay. Uh, but yes. So. <laughs> All right. Here's. So this is where it gets bizarre. Um, okay. So. And then they go to the cop and they take the cop outside. And he's got this ridiculous story about how he. Uh, right. Uh, this ridiculous story about how he, uh, you know, froze up and then went out, crawled out of there on the car from the car to get his flashlight to help them search the place. Neither of them calling for backup, you know, or like anything like that. But, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation. And so Fitz immediately knows, well, if a big guy had crawled around on the floor, it would have disturbed all of the ground in this, you know, completely destroyed uh, sorry, factory. this completely abandoned or factory warehouse. where all of this was happening, right? Yeah. So obviously he's lying about that. And so no one will believe him. Everyone says they don't believe him when he says this guy's definitely in on it and everybody liked the dead cop, so they want to defend his partner. And it gets very strange because you're sitting here watching, you're like, well, why is no one believing Fitz when he's obviously correct about this? Yes, they all know. Yeah, this guy doesn't have a coherent story. But then it turns out that none of them believed him either. And they were just lying to Fitz about not believing Fitz. Yeah. And you watch it and you're like, why though? Why are they are lying they to Fitz about not believing him when he says that this guy's up to something and this guy's in on the murders when that's what they think? Well, I guess they're pissed off at Fitz because he he hasn't done right by Tyler. But then their, their plan to get this guy is to just have Tyler start dating him. But that's but why would you think that would even work? Yeah. Like, why do you think it's not like this guy is killing women he's dating or anything like that? And, no. the, and more to the point, they know for a fact right? That this man didn't kill either of the women because the, the previous two dead women where he wasn't there, um, the, before the cop, because he wasn't in town for either of the crime. Like on yeah. one of the crimes, he was, um, in on duty working a desk when it happened. And the other one, he was out of town. So in they Chicago. know for a fact he didn't do it. Yes. They know he didn't do it. Now, they, they suspect he's involved because his behavior around his partner's murder is unbelievably suspicious. Yeah. Right? But why on earth? Right? Why on They're earth? Face. Yeah. Like, they know he's involved, but it's like none of them are talking about the fact that he has to have a partner and are concerned at all about the fact that he obviously has a partner. Yeah. Yeah, like the cop's behavior in this makes no sense. And then you get the weirdest evidence that turns up when it turns out the 911 call that attracted them to this uh, location, right? Was made by the dead cop. You see, now I assume, now here's the point. I mean, that was like, say what, like I listened to that, yeah. right? They played it, we heard it, the 911 call. Yeah. And I thought it was the cop that's still alive. No, it's the dead cop. No, 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 no. 
they told me afterwards yeah that's Stephen Palmer I didn't go back and re-listen to it to see because they then had something else from another yeah another 911 call that he made as a cop yeah and but when you listen to that original the the first I see how you thought that yes I mean Nick Chinland and Al Sapienza don't have massively different voices I understand the confusion Right. Well, yes, and it it was not it was not an unrealistic confusion because it was and it wasn't clear like the first message wasn't clear. No, no. But I mean, the thing is, if if Nick Chinland, if he had been the one to make the call, he would have been under arrest already. No, but it's just unbelievably confusing to them that the dead guy seems to be the one who made the call. Yes. Well, and I just assumed yeah. You know. Oh no, no, so absolutely. Fitz, you know, and so Fitz Fitz does what Fitz does, and he takes it to off to he takes the recording off to the guy. Yeah. Right. The at, the the engineer who works at his show. radio station. Which hey, the show remembered that uh, Fitz has a radio show. <laughs> right. That hasn't so, come up in like six episodes. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, no, it's just nice when they remember. Yeah, that they remember, and so he takes it to the guy and. The, the guy said, like, this was assembled. This was assembled. This yeah. is this is a fake yeah. call. It's been assembled from earlier calls. So yeah. And so they man and so Fitz manages to find that six months ago he made a call about a fire, and that has been cut up into this 911 call. Well, except except I do not know how the living cop, the partner, yeah. in both cases, like yeah. in killing and in the, his cop partner. Yeah, how that guy would have gotten a hold of those nine one one tapes. Well, and this is where it gets really confusing because, to what extent was Nick Chinland, the 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 brother of the killer, involved in the murdering? Right, because when he shows up, he seems surprised that this is an ambush that she has done to murder her husband. Spoiler alert, in in just the weirdest, most convoluted thing, the killer is a woman who's sexually obsessed with her brother, and so she married a cop, and then he specifically requested to be that cop's partner. He says... Because that would mean that, like, they were always on duty at the same time, so the wife couldn't, like, uh, stalk him and come after him while her husband was at work. Yes, and I won't even buy that for a dollar. I know, I know. It's needlessly convoluted and it doesn't make a ton of sense. But my question is, so did he then, did he help set up her husband to be murdered? The way he behaves, that is the assumption that he knows that that the, his sister is going to be there. Yes. And that's what I don't understand. If all of so this why is an attempt to not have this affair with your sister, why? Because because she had no conceivable way to get the audio tape. I mean, I could see the Nick Chinlin cop having some way to get the audio tape the from just like dig into the records of dispatch and find the audio that the the other cop called in. But why would he do that? 
And how would the sister have any? She would have no way to get it. Only he would have a way to get it. And why would he help her set up her husband to be murdered? If at the same time, he wants to be on nights with her husband so that she won't do anything. Yes, so that she won't have a chance to be with him. And why does he think this call to this be okay or whatever it is, 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 is the setup? He knows. Yeah. He knows that she's there. He knows that this is to kill his partner, her husband. I think. I mean, yeah. And that's the problem with this episode. You can't tell. Well, yes. But when you're watching it initially, you know full well. Yes. That this is what has happened and that therefore it's probably the wife. Like, this is what I thought right away. Yeah. It's probably he's he's having an affair with the wife and they're yes. getting the husband out of the way. Yes. And that is the, that is a completely logical first look at this. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, given that given the look on his face, you know, and the fact that he is unhappy to have to kill his partner, but it's necessary. Yeah. Right. You know. And but I, then you wonder, well, why were those other two women murdered? Yes. And then why does he give this stupid story? About crawling yeah. on the floor. Exactly. Why didn't they just, why doesn't he just say they separated and. They separated. And, I know. Like it's the, the crawling on the floor story is just, I mean, it's just so, and I mean, it's inelegant writing. It's so Fitz can have some reason to distrust him immediately. Well, like and the, the idea that, oh, there was a killer hiding somewhere in there. So I crawled out of there to get a second flashlight to help look for him. But you see, Fitz doesn't need things like that. If there's no. one thing learned about Fitz, is that is he should he be able help. to assess people, assess yeah. by body language, yeah. a whole bunch of other things. He knows. This episode of the show, you're right. This episode of the show has completely forgotten what Fitz is supposed to be good at. So they need to give him a concrete piece of evidence that anyone could have noticed. Yeah, and I people- guess everybody else did notice because everyone else thinks he's the killer as well. Yeah, but 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 why are they, as you say, why are they mad at Fitz then when he just says it? I know, it's so bizarre. And then they don't tell him that they're setting Tyler up to um, be, you know, because ultimately Fitz would not have been there outside the house yeah. if he had known that she had backup. Yeah, of course. And she was taping him. No, she would. He never would have done that. He never he would have been screwing up that. the thing. No, all like, they had to do was tell him. But and again, there's no he reason not stupid. to tell him. Like the only reason not to tell him is to just keep the plot going. And I'm like, well, then that's a bad plot. You know? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if the only reason not to tell this character what's going on is so that the plot can happen, well, then you've written a bad story. Yeah, because he's. Because he would have, you could have had a whole scene with him saying, this is a stupid idea. This guy is never going to confess to anything like that. Yep. Et cetera. And besides, how does, how does his sister know that she kissed him? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Watching him, it, you know, like, is, 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 is she stalking? Does she have cameras in his house? Yep. I, I maybe. You know. You know? <laughs> And, and 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 here's another one. So he walks into a room. Yeah. Right. 
And in that room is... She has put up the faces of the two lady victims and now her husband, the cop, with, you know, a, uh, you know, graffiti on the wall blaming him for the crimes. Yeah. Well, saying satisfied. Satisfied now. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you happy? This is what your decisions have led to. So, you know, it's it's clear what she means by it. Yes. Right? And he rips it sort and of. And he rips it down. But I'm going, okay, but it turns out that was the living room. That looks more like his den. Yeah, I know. You know, I thought that was his den. And then later on, they're talking and going, it's his living room. Now, if I had seen this script, I would have pointed this out. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's a situation where, like, the house they got didn't match was in the script, and then they didn't rewrite it because they were all in a hurry, and they were running out of money, and they knew the show was probably going to be canceled. Uh, so then, and here's where things get really weird. So they, they go into uh, the fact, like, they know he's involved, yep. and they have sent Tyler in, right, to be, to get under his skin. Right. To get under his skin and hopefully find some information. And what puzzles me about it as I watch it is, but again, they know that he has a partner because they know he physically couldn't have killed and done any of the three murders because even his partner, the backup was there like 10 minutes later and he didn't have a weapon and there was no blood on him and the guy's throat was brutally slashed. So he, he, they even know he couldn't possibly have killed his partner because he couldn't have had a change of clothes waiting for him and washed all the blood off. Yeah. So it's like they they know he's involved, but they also know 100% he has a partner, yet no one is concerned about protecting her, uh, her from the, Hannah, from the partner. And so the next day, on her way to work, uh, the ki- the sister rams the car Right, rams her car and abducts her, and tells her to call in sick to work. Yeah, and she's kidnapped, and you know we'll talk about what happens then. But <laughs> what bothers me is like none of the characters thought that. Well, you know, maybe we have to be on the lookout for the partner and who the partner could be. Nobody brings up the fact that he's got a partner who's doing the killing. Yeah, whether well, it's female or male. Yeah, and it's fine that they don't know whether the partner's female or male. Maybe they'd completely dismiss the idea that the partner could be female, even though, um, uh, actually, wait, I'm trying to remember. Did she sexually assault one of the women and plant her husband's DNA on them? Her husband's DNA was on on the two sites, the two females. Yes, exactly. So she was like framing her husband, husband for the crimes. Yes. So her husband was. A, so they all jumped to the conclusion her husband was a bad cop. Yeah. You can't say that. And I'm like, so was the original plan to frame her husband for serial kill? Like, is that why she was killing the Wimpman to frame her husband for serial killing, so she could be with her brother? That's that's why she was doing the murder, right? Well, I sort of think I love that it's like that you can't say. No, this episode I can't is so that. poorly constructed. You literally can't say why she did anything she did. Yes, because it, it, it would appear because she's getting him like because they do find out that that the cop, the living cop, yeah, is it has been on these 
porn site. Yes. And has, you know, and and obviously the this woman is buying his partner yeah. because he doesn't have a wife. So therefore it has to be because the 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 sex worker assumes it's his wife. Yeah. Because yeah, and, someone is sending uh sex workers to his house. And, and sex, he's refusing and, to have and it's a woman who's doing it. Yeah. A and, woman is hiring them. Yeah, and he's refusing to have he doesn't have sex with them. Yeah, he sends them. And away. she says easy money, right? Yeah. And when they go to check his house, he someone keeps sending him, you know, your playboys and hustlers and whatnot, and he's never even opened the wrappers on any of them. So it's like, so he must not be ordering them for himself, so must be someone must be sending to them. And so they try to oh, figure out what's going on is, with that. Yes. And the point is, is he's not having sex with anybody. Yeah. Except so he wants to have sex with his sister. That's not clear. Well, like he's assuming. That he's refusing to have sex, so she is. Her line is, "Well, but I'm doing this because if he'll have sex with somebody else, then, then yeah." He'll have sex and with the me. idea is, and this isn't clearly stated because we never get a satisfying scene with, like, uh, and I mean, I'm sure Jimmy McGovern could have written this much better. I mean, anybody could have written it better than what it is. But the point is, um, I could have written it better. Yeah, than I know, right? And uh, I don't. But right. Right, when you watch the episode, the idea is that he assaulted his sister when they were both children and she got sent away. And yeah. he was so racked from guilt by this yes. that yes. he became celibate. Completely. Like he never got in a relationship. He was never with a woman. He was completely celibate because he was so racked with guilt by what he did to his sister. But the sister had become sexually obsessed with him. And so she kept trying to convince him to be in a relationship and have sex with her again, which he absolutely refused to do. And then so, and he became a cop and she got married to another cop to be close to him. She moved to where he is. And yeah, because they were cop. from Chicago. Yeah, they were originally from Chicago. They've moved to California. And coincidentally, she he moved to the same city where she had been sent. For the boarding school? Well, yes. So he's still what a happy obsessed. coincidence. Well, yeah. he's he's obsessed too. Yes, he is obsessed too. Yeah, I mean the very fact that he remains celibate is means the fact that he's still that he's obsessed, with, obsessed with his sister yeah. as she is with him. Yeah, he just won't admit it the way she will. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and she thinks if she can break him out of this vow of celibacy, then he'll have to be with her. Yes. That's her logic anyway. Yes, she doesn't have an excuse. And then somehow or another, I mean, I think it was a, you know, I mean, I mean, talk about um, gilding the lily is, <laughs> is, is making, is making Palmer, so the cop that was killed's wife, yeah. look a lot like. Uncannily. Uncannily like, Hannah. like Tyler, you know. Yeah. Like Hannah. And so, and it's just like, okay, yeah, so you did that. And then, but you don't even know that it's the sister, it's the sister wife, the wife that's doing this. Yeah. So. Oh, no, you know that it's the wife right it. away. Nobody planned it. What do you mean nobody planned it? 
Well, when they sent Tyler in. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. No, they had no idea that they were sending in the yeah. one woman he could be attracted to because she looks so uncannily like the sister he's sexually obsessed with. Yeah. And everybody must know that Palmer's wife is well, no, his they sister. all know what Palmer's wife looks like. And the thing, the weird part is, if they had thought, if they had thought that Palmer's wife, that he, that he killed his partner because he was, you know, trying to get with uh, his partner's wife, then sending in, like, uh, then sending in Hannah actually makes perfect sense because she looks almost identically like her. But no one for a minute suspects that that's what's going on because, again, in both cases, like, in both the serial killings and now the cop killing, they know he didn't do it. And if they think the wife is, the like, his partner, then, again, maybe you want to send Hannah in, but you'd also keep a friggin' eye on the wife. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Well, and, and yeah, nobody's... And, but that means that Please. he has kept the fact that she's his... Palmer's sister. wife is his sister. Completely secret, secret and nobody knows it. Yeah. And nobody knows it. Yeah. Because, yes, because that's, I think, that, no, that has to be it. Because Fitz says, oh, they both know somebody in Chicago. And that's, they go to Chicago and that's when they find out their brother and sister. Do they even find out? No, Nick Chillen just confesses. Yeah, and Nick Chillen's there. Yeah, they don't even Fitz. find out that they're brother and sister. He so just says that they're her? brother and sister. How long did you know her? Well, forever. Forever. Exactly. Oh, yes. He knows that they're both, what he figures out when they're both from Chicago is that they had a previous history, and he explained that the previous history is that she's his sister. Yeah, like, okay. You see why, we're as we're talking through this, like, you can see that they never got to the plot that they wanted to get to. You know? <laughs> like, you can actually see, right? Like, what okay. they were, I think we can see what they were trying to do with making them look alike. And it's just like, but they never cracked the story. Well, and you know why they never cracked the story? Because they knew they were going to be canceled. And so they just used the second draft. Yeah, they didn't keep at it. They didn't keep at it. I mean, it couldn't even be the first draft of the story. And, and they the just get on the hell like, with it. And we're just going to do it. Because if they do, a, if you do a version of this, where the cops assume that he's having an affair with his partner's wife. Yes. Right. And and then the twist is their brother and sister. Then that makes a lot more sense. And that, like, and the wife Tyler. was the one doing the crimes. Yeah. And it's like they suspect it. And then you just need to have a scene where, like, but then it's harder for her to kidnap Tyler. But you could pull that off. But yeah. for any of this, for Tyler to be in, to for Tyler to be sent in like this, for the cops to behave the way they do. Okay, the way they treat Fitz will never make sense. You'd have to completely rewrite that. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to complete. What, what do you mean you're firing him? I, excuse yeah, I know. me. You have to completely rewrite that. Um, but uh, if if you get Fitz out for the way the other way they use, which is the wife demanding she leave because he's spending too much time with Tyler. OK, fine. Right. That's that actually makes a lot more sense than what they went with. Yeah. Right. But what you really needed to do was get in a draft right at the start where it says, OK, they think Nick Chinland and the wife are having an affair and yeah. that they killed these women to frame the husband for uh, their crimes, to get him out of the way. 
But when that wasn't working, they got impatient and they just killed the husband. That's the story. That's, that's what you have to have them think. That's and what the cops have to should, think. For any of, and then you send in Tyler because she looks exactly like the woman he's having an affair with to try and trick him into confessing to her, to manipulate his emotions, right? Yeah. That kind of works. But because they have no idea that the wife is involved, because they have no conception that the wife is involved, right? Yeah. It, none of their actions make any sense. And what is the business of the wife asking for the wedding ring? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I guess she was going to give it to her. G give it to Nick. Her Chuck. brother? Yeah. She was going to give it to her brother. I think. I mean, I think. That's the problem with this episode. I just have to constantly qualify everything I say with, it might be, and I think, and probably. You know, and because it's so, such gibberish. Yeah. And the whole thing, the whole thing is gibberish. And it's, it's that she makes herself look like exactly like Hannah. Yeah. Cause she, she think, oh, well, he was finally willing to kiss you. So I'll do my makeup and hair like yours. And that'll, that'll be my trick. Which makes no sense either, but. No, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, I don't know. Why, yeah. how she knows, because I still don't understand how she how knows. How she knows that. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless. He told her because of their, you know, twisted obsession with one another that he had to confess that he kissed another woman. Again, that actually would make this track. But the thing is, like, if the show is unwilling to get into the, and I mean, it's because they spend comparatively, it's a two-part episode. We still don't get enough time with these characters. Um, I would say that if, like... If he is a guy who can't stop himself from participating in her madness, then a lot more of this makes sense. But, like, the show is unwilling to say to what degree he was in on this. Because we know he had to have been in on this because there was no way for her to get the recording that she uses to make it look like her husband made the call that attracted and, to him to his own death. Yes, and, and he would never... But whenever he even looks at a woman, if he's phoning her and confessing to her, then effectively keeping her on the hook and making her insanity worse, then it explains why she's so fixated that he's fixated and he can't get away from her. Right? Well, she mo he moved to the town where she's living. Exactly. Right? And then it explains how she becomes obsessed with Hannah because he would have phoned and confessed that he had kissed Hannah and betrayed her. Yeah, no, and we don't even have to, we don't even have to see him. We can see his side of the phone call, not hers. Like, we could write yeah. this, we could, we, we could, could fix, fix this. Script. I hadn't thought about it, but there's a ton of stuff here we could actually fix. Like, I, I started this saying, this is a complete, you know, burn it down trash fire. But no, there's ways you could have fixed this. Yeah, if they did more than the first draft. Yeah. Yeah, if they do, you're right. If they did more than a first draft, if they hadn't just I think been giving up the on their draft. show at this point. Yeah. yeah, there's there's ways to do this. All right, so now let's get into some of the some of the family stuff. And here's the, well, the bizarre thing. Oh, she's pregnant again. <laughs> my, why was she if you were and I get I know you figure out the season as you're going. But it's <laughs> like when we were talking about the first episode. We talked about how insane it was 
to already have them having a newborn and not use her getting pregnant during the story as an obvious great dramatic hook for their, like, a maybe way to recover their relationship. Right? Yeah. And then they have her get pregnant during the season anyway? Like this 42-year-old woman having two children inside of a year? Having Irish twins? What? What is happening? I felt like I was going crazy. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I'm just going... Okay, and... And for him to think, somehow or another, that it's not his. She hasn't seen that that stupid guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but the weird part is, the weird part is in the show, technically, they only slept together like three months ago. So it it could be Garson Shepherds. Well, no, because she's just found out she's pregnant, which means she's probably six weeks. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's supposed to be three months. I don't know. But yeah, his... His suspicion there is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm going, Fitz, you can't count. Yeah, I know, right? You know? You know what counting is? One, two, three. Uh, no, I know. I, I agree with you said, completely on that front. And as she says, she says, but I never slept with him. Yeah, I, actually, I think that was kind of a cop-out. Having her never having slept with him. Well, it makes, it make well, what I think they were going for there was it makes Fitz's obsession even more bizarre. Yeah, but she has every re- he had every reason to believe she slept with him. Yes, but like, he was- I watched that scene and you watched that scene and it yeah. sure as hell didn't look like she was trying to say she never slept with him. No, because she goes through this whole thing I- of trying to confess and him wanting to not hear it. No, I watched that scene. It is it is retconning to make it seem like she never slept with him. Well, yes, I know, but. Will will you know? But that's it's because then they have to have because then that allows them to have this business of trust because he's the one that broke the trust by sleeping with Hannah. Yeah, and still working with Hannah. I mean that, and I will tell you that 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 I would have I would have made that a condition of coming back that he leave the police force. Yeah, and he does. That's exactly what happens. Can't do that you just can't keep interacting with an ex yeah and not expect some kind of weird fireworks to explode and she's smart enough to know that and then they throw in the fact well you know i under i teach women's studies ha ha and here i am pregnant again yeah honey you didn't know that if you haven't hit menopause dear you can still get pregnant. <laughs> Why wow. aren't you on the pill? Yeah. Had a new baby. Mm-hmm. You're still friggin' breastfeeding, I suspect. Get yourself on the pill and get your hormones under control. Jesus. You know, I mean. Do th- yourself a favor. As I said, you know, that is what, do they call that a di- deus ex machina? Oh, yeah. I mean, not deus ex machina because, you know, God's not solving anything. No. God's but... coming in to add a complication here. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. But that's... Well, that's, well, that's the thing you always talk about. Uh, this, uh, Sheila hasn't talked about it here much on the show because we must talk about uh, Criminal Minds where this has never come up. But <laughs> the biggest thing well, that she complains so... about in shows 
<laughs> is that no that no woman on television is on birth control. Yeah. Like cuz every TV show is about, you know, these successful, powerful women who are out there having their careers enough and then they all have surprise pregnancies cuz not one of them is on birth control. <laughs> it is the trope you hate the most. Well, it is, and it did happen the once in Criminal Minds. JJ. Yes, it did happen. Well, yeah, but I mean, that that trope was, you know, uh, that the actress got pregnant in real yeah, life. Yeah, well, they had to throw it in, and, right? Yeah, but you're true. Even in that one, you know. But it was still the same thing. How the hell did she get pregnant? Well, she was really pregnant, so they had to do something. Yeah. And, and it's like, and Derek's, Derek's fiance, uh, she stopped using birth control. Like one hundred percent, she was trapping him into marriage. Yeah, that yeah. Was the only, no, because, like, we we know what was going on in that household. Yeah, because she knew that the only way to get him to commit to was, commit to, was to get one hundred percent, and she was right. Like she was one hundred percent right. Like I'm not saying she did the wrong thing. I'm saying that it, like that one not an accident. She said it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Yeah. No. No. I mean, and we de- we dealt with that. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, talked about right. that on the show. But it's like, that is the trope. And that might be, JJ might be the one time we talked about it, right? Because that is no, the trope you we, hate the most. We, yes, because that is that is the trope. It is. I'm going, in this world, in this world, this is the 20, 20th century. Yeah. Now Moving 21st. the 21st century. Yeah. You do not even have to have there are so many things like I'm going, okay, at least Hannah is not going to get pregnant because she wants to go to the bathroom first. So I would assume she's yeah. putting her whatever. Exactly. Because they can work. But yeah. um, people you have know. diaphragms, people have gels, like people have birth control. Yes. But the idea that like she's not using birth control, like, come on. It's just. You know, because his wife isn't using birth control, that would be insane. But it's like, again, if you had saved this pregnancy for this part of the show, that would have been fine. But to make there be two pregnancies, so she's so she's one of these women who just gets pregnant to keep her man. I guess. Except that, except we're assuming that she wants to get an abortion, and then Fitz is, of course saying, no, I want to keep this child. Yeah. Because he has to know that that's that's on her mind because, you know, and she talks to, but she doesn't talk to Fitz about it. She talks to her son about it. I know, she talks to Mark. By the way, it turns out his name is Michael. I've been calling him Mark this whole time because that's the character's name in the original. Yeah, why they changed the characters. Who knows? He's named Michael. He's not named Mark. I've been calling him the wrong name this whole time. And I apologize for that in what will undoubtedly be his last episode of the show, since they've got nothing for his character to do. And never have had anything for his character to do. Except in the first one. Except in the first one. Which, maybe, don't do everything this character is going to have to do in the first episode in which he appears. And don't don't have this conversation about he wants to... First of all, it's a bad idea to sh- to buy share buy a car with one of your friends. Yep. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Oh, 100% terrible idea. Um, okay, so that's number one. Because yeah. what happened... Anyway, and... Um, but he wants to buy a Mustang and Fitz is... I mean, Fitz is such an asshole in these episodes, too. Yeah, he really is. You know, I mean, I, I'm just going... It's beyond, I couldn't, 
I didn't think that I would say that sometimes a, the, that a fits could get worse than the original fits because the original fits was pretty he's, much he's bad. terrible. But yeah. this one is it's worse because there's absolutely you know no there's no re, what do we call it redeeming yeah no redeeming qualities of any kind of any kind he just says things like they keep this thing going with Hannah and I still don't know if they knew whether whether he was still attracted to Hannah or not I feel like they didn't decide yeah, I yeah, I mean, you have to make that decision, mm -hmm. and you have to, particularly since they're giving him all of this stuff to do to get back with his wife. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and yet it, and he's is he hedging his bets? I think he was always hedging his bets in, in oh yeah, the British one, and I think that. Because he wanted his cake and he wanted to eat it too, right? Oh, yeah. That's the frame. And it was going to be up to Penn Halligan and to Judith mm -hmm. to pull the plug. Yeah. Now, it took he Judith. He was never going to make a decision on his own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Penn Halligan pulled the plug a lot earlier. Yeah. Than than Judith. Judith did, but Judith had three kids. <laughs> exactly. To deal with, right? Oh, yeah. And she, was, she wasn't teaching women's studies. No. <laughs> you know, so making her the women's studies professor oh my god yeah you know, uh, sorry i'm still mad about that and that was the first episode yeah so fitz could make crass remarks about women's studies <sighs> and i could get even angry at her getting pregnant the second like i can understand I the first time but then oh, yeah. you know i mean she I mean, this should have been the first time yeah you know it should have been this this Instead of having this kind of, oh, I'm going to come back yeah, thing, right? It should have been what it was. In, in the original where they get together and they have sex and because she gets pregnant. Yeah. Because, they, because have they haven't been together in so long. And yeah, I know. And they have a huge fight and they have makeup sex. Yeah. That would have been right. And fight all the time. Absolutely. That would have been fantastic. That would make sense. Yeah, that right. would make complete sense. You know, why characters. didn't they just say, remember that time where, you know, where they were fighting at the dinner table and the kids? Yeah. You know, get it, can't we just have a regular meal? Yes. And the daughter going, well, can't I drink? And we haven't even talked about his relationship with his daughter, which is yeah. just driving me crazy now. You know, I'm it. oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so you're in cahoots with your daughter against your mother. I know. Um, in a worse way than than Fitz ever was. Kind of, yeah. No, it it is it is really, 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 really sort of bad. This whole business of lots of emotional blackmail happening here. Oh, just unbelievable! Like I'm just going, and and then you're having this, like you could see always in the other ones some kind of a connection between yeah. what was happening with Fitz and Judith. And the family mm -hmm. and the episodes. Oh, yeah. It might have only been tangential, but you could see. There was always a connection. I agree with that. Connection. Here I'm going, what is the connection? No, there's none. There's none except that Penn Halligan is dead. And that's. Well, okay, now let's get to that. All right, you want to bring that up? Let's get to that. Okay, so <laughs> there has never been a character in recent memory 
as ill served by a show as as you know Penalligan Hannah Tyler was by this show, and it's because and I it all goes back to true romance. It all goes back to blowing up their like uh the whole relationship by starting the show with them already having been sleeping together and broken it off. Yeah. Right? After that, they had no idea for the entire rest of the show what to do with the character. And you know, because it's American television, they're not going to do what they did in Cracker. She's not going to get sexually assaulted by another cop and become obsessed with it and drive that cop to suicide. A, a Fox TV show doesn't have the guts to do that story. <laughs> No, that's, and that was the, I mean, that was such, yes, that made sense. Oh, God, yeah. Right? But then, because it was about women in policing, yeah, and it was about the misogyny inherent in policing, and it was about culture, and it was about rape culture, and like, there's a lot of stuff going on in that three-episode arc. Yep. It's amazing. Like, I mean, sorry, like, going from, oh, God. Men Should Weep is, it's such a good episode, and its two sequels are, by the way, here's something embarrassing for us. We okay. never mentioned, when we were talking about brotherly love, we never actually mentioned uh, how Penhaligon sticking a gun in Beck's mouth got resolved. We forgot to mention how it got resolved. No, I... No, we didn't mention it in Brotherly Love, because it sets up the ending. That what happened was that Beck re reached up and pulled the trigger himself and the gun wasn't loaded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we find... But we, we forgot to mention that. But Hannah, te uh, Hannah... Oh my God, now I said Hannah. Jane tells us. Like, we know what happened in the show, but we just forgot to mention it in our breakdown because there's so much to talk about in brotherly love. Yeah, I think we did mention it later on when she we said... We might have, yeah. But uh, we might have. But yeah, it's like we didn't talk about it in the episode where it belonged. Uh, but anyway, the point is, right, uh, the point is, it was, uh, like, they weren't going to do that. And so it, it behooved them to figure out what they, what they are going to do with this character. And then they never figured out who this character was or what they were going to do with her. They tried to marry her off. They tried to marry her off. They did one thing about her being adopted, explaining some part of her backstory. But it's like they could never commit to actually doing anything with this woman and so we get three quarters of the way through the season and it's like screw it let's just kill her let, let's just uh -oh. kill her because we can't figure out what to do with her and that is so unbelievably frustrating to watch to, to have them just discard this character because they had never bothered to serve the character or see what role the character could play on the show so yeah i was pretty pissed off by this death Oh, and yes, no, I sure. found out three weeks ago that the character was going to die accidentally <laughs> when I found out that the episodes were aired in the wrong order. Because, spoiler alert, Faustian Fitz takes place after she's already dead. So, but it aired first. So, don't watch Faustian Fitz first, everybody. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you bought this on YouTube, the episodes are labeled wrong. I know. First Love Part 1 is labeled Faustian Fitz. Yeah. And uh, First Love Part 2 is uh, labeled First Love Part 1. So they air in the correct order, but they're labeled wrong. Yeah. Very strange. I've never seen that before. 
No, like, I, episodes I, actually having the actually wrong name. We should probably message somebody. Oh, no, we'll message somebody at YouTube about this. One hundred percent. Like we have. Because we did that with. Because there was something else we watched that was out of that order. Had a problem, yeah. Uh, did, but this isn't just out of order. This is well, the wrong name. Yes, the name. Yeah, like that's weird. But anyway, so it is. It is a disservice to the character, and it is frustrating to watch. Yes. And so what? They they wanted to have Fitz ball his eyes out at the end? Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, now they're going to justify him going back to the police, I guess, you know, because Hannah's dead. So it's fine. But this episode, well, these episodes frustrated me so much. Like, what were they thinking with any of this? Well, you said it right from the beginning, you know. Yeah, I did. It, it, was, a, it was a real train wreck watching it and then trying to figure out what was what was actually going on and then trying to figure out, well, what were they trying to do? Yeah. And as I said, the only conclusion I can come up with, they knew they were going to be canceled. They had these last three episodes to do. This one, they didn't even bother. I, I swear a first draft. Oh, it feels like it. It really it's feels like, like it. How do you look at this episode, right? And not understand. And like that the audience is going to need to understand the extent to which the Nick Chinland character mm -hmm. like has responsibility for this. And how is, again, just from a dramatic standpoint, how is a confrontation with Nick Chinland between him and Fitz not how we find out everything. Yes. Like Fitz not figuring out that he has kept this woman on the hook her entire life. And tell he's not allowed her to get over him. Yeah. Like his his he's been in love with his sister this whole time and he has withheld himself from her, right? Yeah. As a way of controlling her and he doesn't think that's what he's doing and he thinks he's blameless and he thinks he's doing what's best. And he thinks she's just obsessed with him. And it's like, no, everything you've done has been to control her. Yeah. Right. And, and why maybe Fitz you didn't isn't even the realize one it. Yeah. Telling him this, like just laying it on has the to line. be the Exactly. And that's how you have to break him down to the point where he can figure out the place she would have gone. Because this, because that's what Fitz always does. Exactly. And this is the perfect place, and I, yeah, who knows? How but... did they botch it this badly? Is what I want to know. Well, they, and the only thing you can, the only thing you can say is they knew they were being canceled, and they just didn't care enough to finish it right. Yeah, you know okay. where, you know that's the that's the only excuse I have for this <sighs> I mean, because I there it. is because there is an idea here. There is no, I mean, we just talked here. through this episode. Yeah. We just figured this episode out. I mean, in a version where they assume he and the wife are teaming up to get the husband out of the way and they don't realize what's really going on, that he has been trying to keep this woman away from him, but the way, but not really, he's actually been keeping the hook and it's all this, this twisted folly adieu, right? Yeah. That he doesn't even realize he's participating in. Like, that's the show. That's the episode. And him having to come to terms with the fact that every, all of his sister's madness and all of his sister's crimes are stuff that he has created without intending to because he, it's 
all his obsession with his sister. He thinks that she's doing it because she's madly in love with him. No, you turned her into this because you're madly in love with her. Yep. And then get back into the twisted whatever happened with your parents that created this situation in the first place. Yep. Ugh. And by the way, if you want to, if you want to make it safer for American television, uh, you can make it his stepsister. <laughs> if, and I'm just saying, if you want to make it safer for American television, you can make it his stepsister because then you get around the, you get around, um, again, this is the one bit of, you know, Evo psych we'll talk about. It seems to be that if you see a child, if you are a child and see a child being breastfed, it turns off your ability to see them as a possible romantic partner. Like that is, that is what we seem to know. Right. And that is why, like, even if people who aren't your, uh, that is why weirdly that is, seems to be the thing that triggers it. And that is why the people who live on kibbutzes in these, um, in these communal, uh, relationships even though they're not blood related have trouble forming you know getting romantically involved with these people because the thing that flips the switch in your head is seeing your mother or someone you see as a mother breastfeeding someone which is weirdly why children who were separated when they were babies can end up in relationships later on even though they're like they're friggin you know twins who end up marrying one another later on and it's really insane, but they, because they didn't have that formulative early childhood stuff that established them as not a romantic interest. And so if you wanted to avoid talking about how parental abuse and his abuse of the child caused him to abuse his sister, and you just want to say that they were like 10 when they met each other, and it just, because they didn't have that early childhood disgust reaction, right, at seeing someone else breastfeeding from your mother there's a way you could do that because that way you could have this obsession with his sister without getting into well then they had to be abused as children and blah 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 and like make the story a lot longer also it just makes it safer for american audiences yes and then it, then it feeds into this idea that everybody seems to want to believe that father-daughter incest is, is oh, yeah rare, i know i know, I know. incest is more rare i i mean uh, we're not gonna we're incest. gonna talk about the frigging epidemic of incest in america that no that everyone refused us to talk about like that's that's eight other conversations hey but at least at least this show was like at least uh they didn't whitewash that in true romance as badly as they did true romance you know yeah i know I'll give them that. Not giving yeah. them much, but I'll give them that. But yeah, it's like there was a way to do this episode well. And I'm going to go so far as to say is they weren't like, I'm not going to say they weren't far off. They were far off from doing it well, but they weren't that far off from doing it well. If you sit down and think about it and talk about it. As we just spent the last hour doing. Yeah. This could have worked. I agree. I'm going to say it. This could have worked. It could have worked. It it could have worked. It didn't. It so profoundly didn't. Yes. But, but it, it could have. Yeah, this reminds me of a lot of the the ones that I um uh that we rewrite for criminal minds where yeah, you know absolutely. it would sometimes there are there are fixes, more detailed fixes. I mean that was a lot of what we did with criminal minds was rewrite yeah. them. Oh, totally. 
you know, how many, I mean, even we could make small fixes because they had, oh, yeah. they had the, pro you know, here's, here's the thing. I mean, criminal minds always had the problem of blowing it with their ends. <laughs> Did they ever? I mean, it was just, it was so, so unbelievable. It was like a signature. Yeah. That you would the, always, they would never stick the landing. <laughs> they, they would never stick the landing. This. Yeah. They had a possibility of a good sticking a landing. Oh, did they? Ever? And it yeah. sort of, it, it could have, and it could have been very emotional, mm -hmm. except that the whole episode was such a mess. So absurdly It wasn't convoluted. good enough. It, no, wasn't it wasn't good enough. Like the episode wasn't good enough for you to be that attached because mm -hmm. it just didn't make much sense. Like the fact that his wife calls him at her place and they're all at her place why aren't yeah, they down at the police station why are they all at her place for this oh well this is a secret mission that we don't want anyone at the police to know about that we're investigating what well, internal affairs knows yeah the captain we knows. well then why aren't you talking about this internal knows. affairs why are you yeah, why are you running this thing out of her apartment? Oh, they're running out of her apartment so that, you know, Fitz, so Judith can phone the apartment looking for Fitz and have Hannah say Fitz is here, trying yeah. to just, you know, damage his relationship with his wife. Yeah. God, this, this episode is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... Oh. Anyway, I know. Well, one more episode to go. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that next time. The one starring Robbie the Coltrane. One starring Robbie Coltrane. And the real question becomes, is he gonna do an accent? Will he Is he gonna him? do an American accent? I'm excited to find out. We'll see. Very interested to see if he tries an American accent. I don't know that I've ever seen him try an American accent. Except well, you've seen him do a comedy. American accent in like sketch shows yeah, but I've never I don't know that I've ever seen him try to do an American accent in a drama or anything so I'm going to be very interested to see how this goes yeah so uh, yeah pretty excited uh, but yes we're going to be back for that next time the last episode Faustian Fitz which means I guess you know whoever uh, Robbie Coltrane, Robbie Coltrane is playing is going to make him a sinister offer yeah, uh, that's all that can mean. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, if you Help have any questions, the devil. yeah, and he'll be the devil. Yeah. God, I mean, if they manage to do the writing well enough to have each of them monologuing at each other, and we get like Cracker monologuing at Cracker, that could be something special. Like it really could. Like this it could be a very interesting episode. I don't know if it's going to be a good episode, but it has the potential to be a very interesting episode. All right, but after but, this one, <laughs> I don't have any faith in the creative team whatsoever. No, I don't. All right. So if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If, and this is the big one, you were listening on an app or podcatcher, please remember to rate and review it. That's how people find the show. We're going to see you here back next week for Faustian Fitz and a discussion of the series as a whole. So that should be fun. Uh, well, fun adjacent. <laughs> uh, but until then, I want to thank you for watching and say au revoir. And have a good week. <laughs>